You missed so many. You've yeah, missed, but he doesn't count. Attendance. You've missed, missed a quiz at the very least. That one of the attendance quizzes. One. You were there. You weren't there the day that we had one. Yeah, but this was weeks ago. Yeah. But I'm talking about we have a quiz tomorrow though. That's we, why I'm going. We have a quiz tomorrow. I bet you we do. That's what people say all the time. I'll be there. I think we're gonna have it on this week though. We definitely sit with will. me for once. Sit with me tomorrow. I, fine, I'll sit with you. Sometimes I'll be bored. All right, fine. We'll uh, play tic tac toe because that's all I was doing with my uh, with my <laughs> friend the other day. <laughs> we were just playing tic tac toe. Dude, John was the stupidest things. During it's like he's looking to buy puppies during class for his compound. <laughs> Dude, in class it is so boring. I like looking at puppies. It gets puts me. All right, in we really mode. need to start recording though. All right, let's go. We are back here in the studio. A little more possessed, please. Okay, okay. I need, I need a little more enthusiasm. We they're just completely blue. ruined the intro. Now we're on to more banter. <laughs> now we're on to more banter. just hang out and not talk about sports anymore. <laughs> now we're talking. All right, just now, all right, now we got to restart it. Ready? Hold on. Three, two. Do you want me to just do it? No, I did it fine until you all started right. talking about we need more. Get... We need more pizzazz out of you. We need more enthusiasm. I had pizzazz. All right, we need. That was all good. All right, we need more enthusiasm. All right, ready? Hold on. Three, two. Antonio Brown, you know, looking like he's going to get traded from the Steelers. And, you know, another name that's been popping around, Odell Beckham Jr. You know, it was rumored that, you know, the Giants were looking to trade him last year. The Patriots were interested in him before we signed that mega extension. But Jay Glazer did put that one of his hot topics for this season coming up is, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. could be traded. And I want to start off and say, you know what, that's not a crazy idea. If I'm the New York Giants, I'm sitting down with Odell Beckham and I'm asking him, you know, what what your goal is. Because i got to tell you the truth, Odell. Right now, this team is not in, not in any shape to win right now. They draft Dwayne Haskins, it might be a work in progress. And he needs to realize that, that you're not ready to win right now. There's a young running back in Saquon Barkley, and if they decide to go with a young quarterback in Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray or whoever direction they want to go, they need to realize that, you know, this team's not ready to win right now. So they need to ask Odell, are you okay with working with this process? Or do you need to be traded because you're not happy? You need to win right now. Because last year, he was talking to Little Wayne about his quarterback. And really, the Giants haven't been the same since before that uh, playoff game with the Packers. And when Odell, Sterling Shepard, and all the Giants receivers went on the boat with Trey Songs, they haven't been the same since then. Clearly, Odell's been a distraction, and it comes down to this. Is his antics off the field, do they overlook his great play on the field? Because he's one of the most explosive wide receivers I've ever seen. Has the potential to be the best wide receiver in football if he puts his mind to it and stays healthy. But then John said to you know, evaluate, you know, is Odell more of a diva or is he more of an athlete? And you know what? If I'm the Giants and I have the right offer, I wouldn't think twice about trading Odell if I think the offer's right. Let me just say, antics aside, when the Amari Cooper trade happened and everyone criticized the Amari Cooper trade, I said, I said to everyone, I said, are you going to get a better player in the first round of the NFL draft than Amari Cooper? Someone who fits your team, the Dallas Cowboys, better. And the answer was no. So that's why that is a smart trade. Still too early to tell. Excuse me? Excuse yeah. me? You heard me right, oh my dude. God. Come on, it's still too All early right. to tell. All right. All right. A first-round pick is an right. investment for like five, six go, years. Go watch. Here's the problem, right? Odell Beckham Jr., you argue that he's worth maybe a first-round pick, maybe a first and like a fifth or something. I don't know. 
NFL trades make no sense for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be better than any player I think you're going to get in the first round of the draft as the New York Giants. Yes, there is the argument of the win now, win later type thing, but if you give away a generational talent for a first-round pick, you know how many first-round picks are busts? You know how hard it is to land an Odell Beckham Jr., to land an Antonio Brown, to land an Amari Cooper? Mm-hmm. And you give away, all you have to give away is a first-round pick for I mean, if I'm the Patriots, like, that's amazing. And this is why for me, as someone who loves the NBA trade scene, the NFL trade scene seems to make no sense because of how little these guys go for it, even though they are once-in-a-generation talents. I point. don't understand it. Yeah. But I think the Giants should retain Odell Beckham Jr. regardless of antics because he is that type of player that you don't find every year and you don't just fuck, you don't just fall onto, you know? If you I'm the Giants, I would have traded him to the Browns last year for the fourth overall pick. Grab uh He wants to go to Cleveland too. I said yeah, Jarvis why not? Landry are be- best, They're best friends. friends. Why not? I would have traded him to Cleveland. If I was Cleveland, I would have traded that pick for Odell. Yeah. I think it was a good trade for both sides because the Giants, they could have grabbed Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold at pick number two, and then Saquon at pick number four. That would have been a nice set of draft picks to set you off for the next 10 years. Absolutely. Plus, do you ever really see teams winning the Super Bowl when they have a number one wide receiver like Odell Beckham, like Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson? All these teams that had these number one wide receivers, they don't really tend to win a Super Bowl. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, I know he's a number one wide receiver, but he's not a guy that you would put in the top five. No. Or maybe not even top ten. Jerry Rice is probably one of the only ones. He also had Steve Young. Totally different Joe. Totally different game back then, yeah. though. And I just think that teams overvalue wide receivers sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think the Giants, if they're smart, they let go of Odell Beckham because, one, he, he's got too much – too many antics, and the Giants are a classy organization. They're not somebody who likes to deal with this crap all Absolutely. the time. So if I'm the Giants, I would give him away for a first-round pick. It doesn't even have to be a top-ten pick. You lost that opportunity last year. And that may cause the team, the rest of the team to just relax a little bit. I know a lot of people say that he's a good teammate or not, but I think that's just the Giants brass telling the team, don't throw Odell under the bus because that's just going to cause even more stir. Here. Yeah, and, and absolutely another thing is, you know, it doesn't seem like Pat Schumer can control him. You know, it seems like the only person who's really able to have a grasp Tom on Coughlin. him was Tom Coughlin yeah. because he's an old-school, strict guy. And I don't think even Odell's smart enough not to backlip, you know, Tom Coughlin. But it just seemed like, you know, McAdoo or McApoo, whatever you want to call him, and now Shermer, they really can't grasp OBJ. So I don't just think I don't think it's that extreme to, you know, go out there and get rid of this guy who's like a cancer on your team. Mm-hmm. And so, guys, switching to the next topic, moving to New Orleans, where another star is much, a lot more rumors circling around this man, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis obviously requested the trade. We know trade deadline passed without deals being able to be made. But recently, the Pelicans have announced they will be playing AD, but they will be limiting his minutes. And he's been jumping around back and forth from, like, 20 a game to 34 a game. They also said they are diminishing their starting point guard Drew Holiday's minutes because, obviously, New Orleans, no chance to get in the playoffs, trying to keep their assets intact. Guys, I'll talk first, but the question is, is is it right for organizations like the Pelicans to protect their assets and tank over giving the fans the headliners that they're allowed? And I have to say, it's a really tough thing because you look at sports, and sports is a very emotion-driven field it's very much we all have our hearts invested into our teams and into players 
but it is a business at the end of the day, right? And as a business, you need to protect your dollars and your money. At the same point, though, the fans are sitting here clamoring, and they don't have that. Overall, I think this Anthony Davis situation has become beyond messy. I think once you have to have a star on a minutes restriction, that is just game over. That just leaves a blemish on them. Even worse than I'd say KD moving teams to the Golden State Warriors is when a guy is rotting on a franchise that he clearly doesn't want to be a part of. It frustrates me, and it also frustrates me because I feel like Rich Paul and Anthony Davis and their camp played this very poorly, and they could have just waited out the season until they had a trade request, until the draft had come, and avoided this entire situation. What do you guys think? I think the Lakers should have just taken the offer that the – or I'm sorry, the Lakers. I think the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans should have taken the Lakers' offer Mm -hmm. because they got Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, Rajon Rondo, and two first-round picks offered to them for Anthony Davis. I don't think you'll get a much better offer than that, in my opinion. And is it right to sit down AD and sit down Drew Holiday or diminish their minutes by a lot? It's not right as a, to a fan perspective, but Philadelphia fans, they had to deal with that for four years. Tanking, essentially. Let's just call it tanking, right? That's what the word is. So I think that's what the Pelicans are, are trying to do. It's a little too late to tank, yeah. if you ask me. But... I think they're really just trying to stick it to Anthony Davis, and if I was an organization, I'd do the same thing. And he so. actually wants to play right now. He, he wants to he play. He wants to be on the exactly. floor. He's pushing to have minutes. He wants to play, but I wouldn't play him if I'm the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. It just sucks if you're a New Orleans Pelicans fan. And, and I don't know how many New Orleans Pelican fans are out there, but this just sucks for them because you know what? Sometimes people just want to go watch a basketball game. They don't care if their team is you know, fighting for a playoff spot, or they're not. They want to go to play, watch a basketball game. And now the Pelicans need to realize if you're going to sit Anthony Davis, restrict his minutes, restrict True Holiday's minutes, understand no one's going to come to the games. I wouldn't spend $5 on a freaking ticket for the Pelicans if I have to go watch a bunch of bench players play. You know, you're paying to go see Anthony Davis. You're going to pay to go see Drew Holiday. Just like, Drew, like, just like John, you know, what, the reason why you want the Phillies to get Bryce Harper, you pay to go see Bryce Harper. You pay to go see these guys. So I understand you're doing this as a business move, but understand the other aspect of the business. You're not going to be making money from tickets and people buying jerseys because nobody's going to want to go see Anthony Davis. But, yeah, any, anyway, like I'm saying, I get it. You know, you want to you save, you know, this, this jewel, this gem that you're going to trade and get draft picks for and, and build a future off of, you know, whatever you get in return. But you need to understand that now your business side of making the fans happy, getting people out to the games, you know, being taken seriously as an organization, that's starting to come away now mm-hmm. because you know what? You know, I, I get it. You want to tank, but at least put your best talent out there and tank. You know, even with Anthony Davis, they're still not going to win a lot of ball games. Yeah. And, and I don't think even Anthony Davis is motivated to be a star when he's out there because he says, what do I care? Yeah. You know, I'm just auditioning for the future team I'm on, and whatever team he's going to be on, they know what they're going to get out of him. You know, they, they know they're going to get one of the best big men in basketball who's a fun, you know outstanding shooter for his guy his size. You know, they, they know what they're going to get. So, you know, to him, he probably doesn't care. But at the same time, he wants to be playing basketball. And I agree, Drew. You know, they handled this very poorly. If this was the case, they should have just traded him to the Lakers. They're gonna get, they got a great offer from that. And you know what? I don't know if any other team's going to match what the Lakers offered to him. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to get that good of an offer. And I think the Lakers, even if they get Anthony Davis, are not going to give him that good of an offer because then they know the Pelicans are either stuck with him or they're going to get rid of him. So they don't have to give him that much now. So I think yeah. they kind of really screwed themselves in this whole situation. Yeah, and something to be said, they're, they're playing second place to the Saints. You know, the Saints, New Orleans, is New Orleans' sweetheart at the moment. Right. So, I mean, even in this competition, they're just losing. But, guys, uh, Chris, obviously – 
the Pelicans and the Lakers have almost become synonymous whenever you're talking about them. And they matched up recently this weekend. LeBron James healthy in the lineup. We know how tough their stretch is going to be in these last 25. Fourth hardest schedule in the NBA. Looking at it, they fall 128 to 115 against a New Orleans Pelicans team that sat Anthony Davis on Saturday night. Guys, with that loss, with the comments LeBron James made after about whether or not his team is really focused on basketball, do you think the Lakers have any chance to make the playoffs? I I honestly think they do. I, we talked about this on my show today, you know, stadium talk with John, with Connor, and I think, you know, they will. I don't think LeBron James is going to miss the playoffs. I think they might squeeze in there and it might come down to, you know, the last game of the season. I think it's going to be between the Lakers or, or the Kings. I think the Clippers are done. I think after they traded Tobias Harris, they knew they didn't want to make the playoffs. They're going to slip out of that, that, that final spot. I think the Lakers or the Kings are going to, to grab it. And I think, you know, the weird thing about the Lakers is, yeah, they lose to the Pelicans without AD. But then, you know, on Thursday, they come from behind and beat the Rockets with fully healthy, with Chris Paul, with James Harden. You know, mm-hmm. so it's weird. It's like, who is this true Lakers team? Do, can they play with the best like the Rockets or the Warriors? Or do they belong in the bottom with the Pelicans, with the Timberwolves, with teams like that? And I think, you know, once Lonzo Ball comes back, and I know he's not a difference maker, but I think he was playing, you know, exceptionally well when LeBron was out with the groin injury, then he got hurt. I think when Lonzo comes back, paired with LeBron, both of them well-rested and healthy, I think the, the Lakers will push themselves to a playoff race. They're not going to have a great – they're not going to move up. They're going to probably get the eighth seed. And as far as making it out of the first round, I don't think they'll do that, possibly depending on their matchup. But I think, you know, I can't see a playoff without LeBron James. I think they'll make it. Do not forget, Lonzo Ball, when he is in the lineup for this Lakers team, they are a top-10 defensive team. He is yeah. ranked ninth in all point guards in player and player net rating for defense. He is a big difference maker. So losing him is big time. They dropped to one of the worst teams defensively in the league without him. Here's the thing. On The Athletic, this weekend, article released that Steve Ballmer has informed, regardless of picks, the Clippers are going for this spot. They want to make the playoffs, and that has been stated. They're going for it right now with Danilo Gallinari, with Ivaka Zubak, whoever they've got on the roster left. They're gonna Landry, Shamit. Them- Landry yeah, Shamit. Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit, whatever. Here's the point. We might have to, as fans, begin to brace for a new era of LeBron. And I think a lot of us didn't take it serious, including myself, didn't take this seriously, that this year really was a break year. There's so much more at play. Obviously, this seems to be the beginning of LeBron James's body breaking down, his most significant injury this year. There's so many moving parts at play. I don't think the Lakers are going to make it. I think the Kings are going to box him out in the end because the Kings are the younger hungrier team who has dealt with less injuries this year and was much more aggressive at the trade deadline acquiring Harrison Barnes. And so I think as NBA fans, we got to get adjusted to this new era of basketball with LeBron James. I think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs because they're only ranked at number 10 in the Western Conference right now. I'm not buying that the Clippers are trying to make the playoffs. Listen, actions speak louder than words. That's the biggest cliche of all time, probably. It doesn't matter what Steve Ballmer says about the Clippers. I think LeBron, he's going to get his guys, gather them to get together after their crappy performance against the Pelicans, which was embarrassing. And honestly, I don't think those players deserve to be on the Lakers next year. I think if I was the Lakers, I'd let, let all of them go. But right now, I think LeBron is going to get those young guys together and say, listen, you can be pissed off all you want, but this is a business. If you guys don't want to play with me next year, that's fine. But showcase what you can do on the court for other teams. Yeah. 
But they're not doing that right now. They're just being a bunch of crybabies. Mm-hmm. But I have faith in LeBron that he's going to be able to gather his men together and get to the playoffs <laughs> and be a number seven seed and play the Denver Nuggets. Really? Yes. Really? You think they're going to hop up to seven? Number I can't seven. see them going as far as seven. I think if they make it, it comes down to eight, and I think it happens You know, the last couple of games of the season. And then they play the, the Warriors in the first round. The Spurs aren't that far off, so seven I don't think is too, like, like – I can see the Spurs falling down. Yeah, it's not a tough prediction because they're not that far off. But let's not forget that the Mavs are in this mix. The Mavs are contested. They're about a game or two behind the Lakers, too. The Timberwolves. This is Yeah, this is a Western Conference where you're looking at a lot of teams with a lot of stars, a lot of guys that can get on hot streaks. And can LeBron do 27-12-7 every night? Absolutely. Is he at the point of his career where his roster is not good enough to support that 27 27- 12 and 7 so that they can get a win apparently because they lost to the Alfred Payton New Orleans Pelicans the other night. I don't know man, I can't buy it, but John, I kind of see where you're coming from. We'll see. We'll have to see. This this NBA playoff race is getting excited down the stretch. All right guys, let's take a break from, you know, all these topics and go to everyone's favorite topic on our show. You know what really grinds my gears? And I'm going to start first, guys. You know what really grinds my gears? What? I am not happy with all these Philadelphia Phillies fans hating on John Heyman on Twitter. He's doing his Are job. Are you serious? He's doing his job, John. I hate you. Just right like, now. just like you're going to be you. a sports reporter, no. and you're going to be doing your job no, reporting you. on the news. You know why Phillies fans don't like John Heyman? Because he's telling them the opposite side of the story. No, because he's telling them twenty stupid tweets and twenty stupid tweets, the same exact thing. And he's, he's doing report. his job. He's doing his job. Your no, job no, is the to report. Does that. And guess what? That's why I think John Heyman is one of the best. Yeah, you know whatever. This, you know this, what? this offseason, I get it. You know, this a big t- middle finger to you his, and John Hayes. His tweets, you know, I get it. You know, they seem a little repetitive, but he's just doing his job. That's a little his job. repetitive? That's his job as a reporter, John. You'll realize that when you get a job. You know, I got a job, and I don't repeat myself 20 times through Twitter. You don't have a job. I do have a job. You spin pizza. That's what. That's my job. Isn't yeah, that a job? You, you're, you're Man, you guys you're always just coming at me for repet- my heritage over you're re- here. You repetitively <laughs> spin. You, repe- you repetitively spin pizza, right? Just like John Whatever, Hannon. Whatever, man. Repetitively tweets things, but no, I think it's more than Phillies fans don't like it because they're telling him the other side of the story. Anytime you tell a Philadelphia Phillies fan they're not getting Bryce Harper, it's World War III is about to break out. And that's why they don't like John Heyman, because he's telling them the other side of the story. They're being realistic. He's telling them the side of the story that Phillies fans don't want to hear, that Bryce Harper may not come to Philly. Although he's a favorite, there are, there are, there are you know, situations where he might not come here, and he might not like you know Philadelphia and all this stuff. And I think Phillies fans are just getting mad because he's telling them the other side of the story, and they don't want to hear that. They want to see the tweet that Bryce Harper and talks are heating up. They don't want to see the, to- the, the tweets that say the Dodgers are now in on Harper or – you know, Harper doesn't want to be in Philly. They don't want to see that, and they're getting mad about it. And they're putting, you know, they're they're being a fan and taking out taking out on a guy who's just doing his job every day to make money, doing his job when he was taught to tweet things, tweet the news, say what's going on. He's just telling the truth. He's telling the other side of the story, the story that you know. There's always two sides of the story, and you know, Phillies fans only want to hear the Philly side. They don't want to hear Jack Fritz. Yeah, they want to hear they want to hear the Jack Fritz. What he's doing, he's doing Harper Lent, and, and you know, saying he's going to stop drinking beer, and that's going to get Bryce Harper to Philly, and they don't want to hear. You know, John Heyman say, you know, with all their favorites, this team's involved. You know what? That's the truth of it. That's the truth of it. You're a hypocrite. Nah. Because if this was happening with your stupid, lousy New York Mets <laughs> and Bryce Harper, you would be complaining the same no, exact I way. Probably even worse because no. New Yorkers are even worse than I Philadelphia. Wouldn't, I wouldn't complain yeah. because I know John Hammond's just doing his job. He's, he's not doing his job. Yes, you, know he is. you know what he's doing? His you know job. what he's doing? He's, he gave Scott Boris. His password oh, and his and his Twitter and you're account. Being a typical he's saying, Phil- no, no, listen. No, he said, this is, Here, this is whatever you need 
As long as I get fed in your dark basement that you have me stuck under, I'll let you have my and, Twitter and, account. And this is He's a, got him as a hostage. And listeners out here, that, that's a prime example of a Philadelphia Phillies it's fan true though, not man. being realistic. You Listen, he thinks, if you he look thinks, at his tweets, he thinks, Chris, you think hold on, I'm serious right now. I'm serious right now. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> or he's definitely paying him at oh. least. Chris, I'm telling and you. And you know what? If John Heyman was saying the Phillies are favorites, the Phillies are going to get it, you How guys, come John you guys doesn't would be have... whipping out the coconut oil and doing your thing to every wow, single John Heyman tweet. coconut oil. Why don't you just say some basil, you prick? But anyway, listen, I'm talking about this. John Heyman, right? He's getting tortured right now by Scott Boris. Getting tortured. He's, he's losing, getting tortured worse by he's losing fans. So, you know how much credit he's losing because of Scott Boris? By Philadelphia Phillies fans. No, boo, everybody. Boo, if you look on Twitter, boo. everybody is saying the same exact thing, Chris. Okay. Everybody. Everybody on Philly Twitter yeah. is saying. You but I saw of- Giants fans of the San Francisco Giants, not lousy New York Giants fans. San Francisco Giants fans. <laughs> They've been saying the same thing. They're getting tired of John Heyman. And, you know what? and I don't know why I continue job. to follow him. Hey, I, I, hey, I, so I, you know what, John? Do it right now. If you're so sick of John Heyman, block him, unfollow him, do whatever no, you want. I, well, I, hey. I have an article saved on Twitter right now. I can't get out of it. So hey. I would unfollow him. Yeah, oh, excuses, listen, excuses. Listen, listen, listen. The offseason has been long. Everybody's tensed up. If the NBA free agency lasted into September, October, everyone would want to choke out Woj, too. Everyone would think that he's just but- belittling on. I stand with Chris on the fact that I've seen the Heyman tweets where it's like, he's reported the same thing like seven times. It's because fans, baseball fans, are clamoring for the same thing every week, every day. They no, they're not. Updates. Not yes, the way. Not the That's way. Not the way that John is doing it. John is literally laughing at Philadelphia fans and literally giving no, us a big middle finger. No, they're giving a big middle finger to us, basically saying, "You know what, Philly fans, go." No, yourself. That's, 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 that's what he's saying. You getting, <laughs> that's you, what he's saying. Philadelphia Philly fans are getting sensitive because they're seeing other names in their tweet and they're not seeing Bryce Harper's coming to Philly for cheese sticks and three hundred and fifty million dollars. That's why, why does he have upset. to tweet? He doesn't have new information, that's, Chris. He does never. He never has what? new information. He tweets not, out the same crap every single day. If he wasn't tweeting these day. things, people would be tweeting at him and say, "John Heyman, any updates? John Heyman, any updates? Are you kidding me? Look at his Twitter right now, Chris. And that's what they always ask. That's what. He's doing not his all, job. Not only Philadelphians. That's what his job. MLB fans. That's what his job requires. That's, he's an MLB. No, he's getting paid by Scott Boris. He's, no, he's not. Yes, show he me. Is. Show me he's getting paid I, by well, Scott Boris. Oh, yeah. Boris. Let me just show you his Find handbook. Out. Give me something. So why are you making this this claim that he's getting paid by Scott Boris? Because sports is about speculation. Exactly. Because you're just, you're just not happy because he's saying what you don't want to hear. That Bryce Harper I don't care. He can say whatever the hell he wants. But just stop saying it 20 times a day because every time I get an update on my phone that a tweet <laughs> came out, so turn it's off, the same thing. Turn off notifications. Oh, yeah. Turn off notifications. And then when he actually does sign, then I miss out on so it. You know what? No, stop no. complaining. No, stop I'm not complaining. complaining. Yes, you All are. Right? This, is, this is a this is a fact. This is complaining. Whatever, man, Chris. You're, you're you're such a hypocrite. You guys, his gears you're, are really grinding over here. No, man. this is. All right, I'm gonna stick to the same theme. Already, baseball. This is what really grinds my gears. People like Chris <laughs> think that Bryce Harper does not deserve three hundred million dollars. You know what? He deserves four hundred million dollars. You know if I was, I'm the, I was gonna do that too. If I'm the Philadelphia Phillies. They need to give him $400 million. John, John, can I, can I break into your ground? Chris, Wait, are com- we sharing this? Yes, yes. Are we sharing these? Chris, Chris, there you go. Chris, you're completely wrong. Completely. Over the weekend, over the weekend, I witnessed, I witnessed your guys' Twitter war, right, where you're saying, he's not worth 350 he's not worth 330 
Bryce Harper has all the leverage right exactly. now. All of it. Exactly. Listen, listen yes. the Philadelphia Phillies acquired JT Realmuto. The Philadelphia Phillies acquired Andrew McCutcheon. And guess what? If you don't sign Harper, this offseason is a huge, whopping failure. He has all of the leverage. Machado has set the president with $300 million. So now Harper's going to want more. And guess what? Someone's going to give it to him. Harper doesn't want to come to Philly. So Philly has to wow him. Philly has to amaze him with the commitment, with the number amount. And that's the leverage he has as the biggest star yeah, in baseball. I, and this long tension. It doesn't matter the numbers, the ERA, the batting average. And look, I, I I get that. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because, you know, they have to give this money to him. If you want Bryce Harper, I get it. You have to go out there and get the $330 million, $350 million, whatever. But I'm just saying, as a baseball player and as a fan of the game, someone who's watched the game my whole life, I meant talent-wise, Bryce Harper is not worth $300 million. And there's not a lot of players who are worth it. And I mean from a pure talent-wise. And it's I'm saying, cap, no, I get it. And I get it. You have to pay this amount much, much money. It's what the market says. And I get that. But I'm, t- I'm not talking about based off the market. I'm talking about pure ability to play the game. But nobody's worth that. If, when it comes down okay. to it, anyway, nobody's really worth No one's really worth $300 worth million. You're absolutely right. You think Roger Goodell is worth $40 million a year? No. That clown? No. No. My vacuum cleaner could do a better job than that. All right, I don't know about that. But I'm just saying. Are you sure? Your vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure. Bad, I'm pretty sure. You're, you have a pretty bad vacuum cleaner. <laughs> but I'm just saying, right now, Bryce Harper deserves $400 million. If that's what he's asking for, give it to but him. But I'm yeah. saying he doesn't. Give it to him. Hold on. Give, he doesn't hold deserve on. it from his talent. That's all I'm trying that's to fine. say. That's fine. But this is more than just talent, Chris. This is what he's going to do off the diamond or off the field, however you guys say it in baseball. All right, he's gonna bring in so much money just in concessions and merchandise and popularity. This is when seven-year-old Billy sees that the same guy that's on the cover of his MLB 19 The Show video game plays at Citizens Bank Park, and he begs his mom, "Get us tickets for the game." That's what that's about. It's not about how many home runs he hits, how many RBIs he gets in, how many Golden Glove catches he makes on Sports Center. It's all about the culture. It's about Philly is going to be a complete wash this offseason if they don't get Bryce Harper. And the fan base is just going to echo that. If he comes to Philadelphia, he's going to sell out that stadium. Sell out the Citizen Bank Park. And speaking of selling out stadiums, the Flyers did a great job selling out the link the other night. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you guys this. They scored three goals in the final five minutes and three seconds of regulation slash overtime. And it sparked them... Like the link was on fire. Yeah. There, it was it was lit. That's what kids today say, <laughs> That's right? What the kids are saying. It was lit. It was that right? was lit. Yeah. So was this game an aim for their playoff hopes, or was it just another game? It's just another game. I mean, just another game. I, just I think, think it's another game too, though. I just think like you know the environment was in the Flyers' favor. You know, at the link, sold out against in-state rival. You know, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think it was just a, a team win. You know, it's like something. You know, look at the Knicks. They just beat the Spurs the other day. They they won one of their first home games since, you know, what was it, early December? Mm-hmm. Yeah, December 1st. It doesn't mean the Knicks are not going to make a run. It was just a good win, and I think it's just another game okay. for the— Okay, well— you know, That's not, totally different, though. I, the I, Flyers I, are not the, the Knicks. No, no, the Flyers and the Knicks are not the same. I, I, I'm just saying. It's just, I know, I'm comparing it as it's just another game. You know, the Knicks were bound to win a, another home game. The Flyers, this was a game that went in their favor. It was at home, at the link. The crowd was with them. You know, it's an in-state rival. I don't think, you know, this means, okay, now they're— in the, in the hunt for the playoffs. They are, but it doesn't mean they're a playoff team. If you think about it, two weeks ago, everyone was freaking out about Carter Hart. He's the next, you know, best goalie in, in the NHL. He hasn't even played. He's hurt. So now you're expected. So so now you're thinking, okay, we're going to make a playoff run without, you know, this the future goalie who two weeks ago, every Flyers fan was running to call their, their next son Carter Hart. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, how can you now say you have a playoff run without without the main piece that you were talking about two weeks ago? And I'm not saying you. I'm just saying a lot of yeah. Flyers fans were saying, we're going to do this now around Carter Hart. And now Carter Hart's hurt. He might not even come back. Real quick, now Philly fans are going to have to name their kids Carson and now Carter. That's going to be really confusing. Yeah, that's going to be rough for you, John. I know. No, well, no, not for me. <laughs> what if you have a girl? What would you name her? Carcina. Lauren. Lauren Hart. Why would I name her Lauren? No, all right. No, if anything, I'm going to name it Gritty. Because Gritty was the freaking man Your that night. Your daughter is gritty. Yeah. Yeah. She's gonna be gritty. He was streaking, dude. That that is awesome. That was you hilarious. cannot get any better than that. And on ESPN, they said that, or they showed like those pixelated like camera views to yeah. show that he's naked. Blurred. It was blurred it out. Yeah. yeah, that was perfect. Uh, that was awesome. I love the security guards just chasing it around. He's the best mascot. Best mascot. He's better than the fanatic right now. L- listen, let me let me get back to this. Go back the, to the, the game. The Flyers quick, yeah. are only seven points out of of the playoff spot, face the Sabres tomorrow that are a point above them. The Philadelphia Flyers, the hockey is so streaky that you can count on a team that is seven points Wait, out. did you just say streaky? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, gritty. <laughs> Jesus. All right, go ahead. That was good. And, and so you've got uh, Carter Hart, injury not as serious. He should be back in about a week or so. So you do get that guy back. You are going to run with a team that personally I've seen as the Flyers for the past two, three years, a team going in opposite directions. The team with Shane Gotts to spare and, and Travis Konecki and, uh, and Nolan Patrick, young guys who they need to develop and that they, they have prospects and Carter Hart, you know, they have a future. But on the other side of it, you've got Wayne Simmons you trade away. You've got Claude Giroux as your captain, but he's in his 30s. You've got Jacob Voracek. You have a team going opposite directions, a bunch of win-now ready guys and a bunch of prospects and that's why the Philadelphia Flyers have such a poor chance to make a run at the playoffs. The stadium series though is bigger I think than just another win. The stadium series is I think better than the All-Star game in my opinion. Oh hell for, yeah. For NHL. For NHL, what would you rather go to? The stadium series or NHL All-Star weekend? Stadium series. Right? The stadium series. Winter Classic. Way better. You're looking at that game, you're looking at Flyers legends there. Bobby and Toby are there. Gritty's streaking around. Doug Peterson drops the puck for the opening thing. Then you're going to lose 3-1 to Pittsburgh? The the place that thinks Sheets is better than Wawa? Am I right, gentlemen? Oh, boo. I, mean, I don't know. Sheets is pretty good. Okay, well, you're uh, not allowed to be a Philadelphia There's a door. Anymore. I can't and, uh, believe it. There's I a door. Don't let it hit you. I root for the Dallas Cowboys, and the and Wawa is ten times better than I'm just Sheets. saying, Sheets is pretty good. It, it's... It's not that wide it's, of a margin. It's, it's greasier. It's way greasier. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's greasier, but I'm not saying it's better. I, I, I want to get back on track. I want to pin – I kind of want to stem off what you said. Yeah, there's six points out, but let me ask something. The, the Wayne Simmons trade, do you think that's a sign of we don't really care if we make the playoffs? Don't you think if they wanted to make the playoffs or really were feel they could, they would keep one of their veteran leaders well, in Wayne Simmons? Well, his contract is very team-friendly, right, and they would have had to re-sign him, and there was a lot of complications. The Flyers were definitely sellers at the deadline, right, because they were down in the cellar before this this streak with uh, Carter Hart streak uh, happened. They're, they were really in the cellar. So you, you look at it and you say Simmons was bound to go. People have been talking about Simmons getting traded two years back. I, I've been talking about yeah. that since my freshman year uh, of radio. Because he just his contract wasn't working with the team. And that's what I'm saying. You have guys that are going the opposite direction. You have a rebuilding mode, but you also have a, an amazing, underrated Philadelphian star in Claude Giroux that I desperately want to see win. And so it goes the opposite direction. But, yeah, the Wayne Simmons trade expected. I kind of was hoping coming down uh, the end to the deadline that, you know, we could retain him just out of emotions just to see him get that helmet at the end of the, the stadium series. But it, it was sad to see him go. It is kind of indicative, though, of the direction this team is going thus All right. far. Well, well, let's talk about the direction of where Bryce Harper is going to go. Guys, Bryce Harper, where the heck is he going? Because John Middleton, 
he himself, just by himself, according to reports, went down to Las Vegas to meet with him. Mm-hmm. A lot of fans said, oh, my God, it's done. John Middleton's going to sign him because after what he did last summer, or not last yeah, was it last summer? Yeah, last summer to grab Jake Arrieta. Okay. Right? Yeah. I had, I did not have a feeling that he was going to sign that deal. Uh-uh. I thought it was just another meet and greet, like they said. But right now, we know the Dodgers and the Giants and the Phillies are the three teams for Bryce Harper. Do we know that? It might be seven, I mean, te- it might be three. I don't know. Let me just ask John Heyman over here. <laughs> but it's come down to those three teams according to reports. Guys, where is Bryce Harper going? John, I think if we even went to a, uh, a psychic – they couldn't even figure this out. They'd say it, it, it's too cloudy. Side, side kicks are overrated. It's too cloudy. Side to kicks? Yes. No. Side kicks. Side kicks. Psychics. 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 You said side kicks. Did I say side kicks? Yeah. Kicks are overrated. You, 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 All right. Well, you sorry. Robin's Go overrated. home, buddy. Well, I'm sorry. Well, Robin. Over. Robin is a terrible sidekick anyway. But well, right. Batman and, doesn't need a sidekick. Anyway, to you know, it's just this is like a a drama. This could be a lifetime movie. I could I could see my mom. Watching this whole Bryce Harper saga on Lifetime. Why do you always got to bring Lisa into this? <laughs> I love my mom. All right, and, and I could see this is just like a, a soap opera. Who who's going where? What, what who's who who's signing him? What's the number? This is all Scott Boris being the biggest snake in professional sports. He's a snake. I don't care. He's been a snake every time. He's a you know he's an agent. He's a sneaky guy. I would never want to do business with him. He's and a great I, agent though. For his first clients, yeah. A snaky guy, a snaky agent is the best agent. Exactly, right. and, and and you know what? He's better than Ari Gold, actually. Ooh, he I don't is. know. That, that'd be that's close. All right, that's another just, debate. That's another debate. But anyway, what I'm saying is, so you know, like the thing is, I liked Middleton's move. That was a power big boy move. That's him going to Vegas in Bryce Harper's hometown, sitting down with the snake Scott Boris and saying, "Look, Scott, this is my money. I am the owner. I am here without Clintac, without Kapler. It's me." This is what I'm offering. This is the incentives. This is the years. This is the amount of money. And I think Scott Boris laughed. You know, quoting Ariana Grande, thank you, next. We want more money. And you know what? I, I, I don't blame. You know, it's just like, when's enough's enough? When do the Phillies say, this is it? You know what? We're done. We've done everything we can. Scott Boris is impossible to do work with. Never. We're not going to get it. Never. We're not going to give don't up. A, don't, don't ever do that. Don't ever give up. You know what? I get it. Because then you're a chump. But you know what? It's just like, I don't know. At, at this point, though, the whole Dodgers thing coming in, I'm worried about that. Where because do you see him going then? If the Dodgers up their offer to maybe seven years and give him the amount of money he wants, I think he'll go to L.A. in a heartbeat. Over they, they're offering him short-term deal. So. Man. But seven years is considered short-term to the 10. If I don't you, know about that. I, it realistically, seven years is not short. But I'm saying, when the Giants wanted to offer him, it was like five to seven years. So I'm saying seven years is a shorter deal than the 10 years that they want all, that the Obviously, Phillies are. Yeah. So, so I'm just saying, I think if the Phillies upped their offer a little bit with the money, I'm sorry, the Dodgers upped the offer with the, with the years and the money just a little bit, I think Bryce Harper will go to Philly because Harper would, Hollywood, bigger stage, bigger city, he, he's from the West Coast, from Vegas. I think he'd feel more at home there. I think this is the offer he's been waiting for, a team, a big team out West to give him that big offer. I'll tell you what, man. With this stuff coming out this morning that, that Harper, you know, the Dodgers are coming back in, it just reminds me once again that Philly is the ugly girl of professional sports, of professional sports free agency. Couldn't get LeBron at their meeting. You know, ha- can't land good free agents. Always building through trades or the draft. Philly people just don't like Phil like people don't like coming here and that's for me I love Philadelphia like I came here from yeah, Ohio good save Drew and, watch it all right obviously Bryce Harper really doesn't want to be here unless he gets a ton of money mm-hmm. from the pretty from the ugly girl 
it's just almost disheartening to see because I know how hard this fan base clamors for it, and I know there's a good baseball culture to be had here. Citizens Bank Park, man, like like I know that that they have it in them. It really just is starting to get gross. Like I'm starting to see Harper as a real diva at this point. A little bit. A, a little bit, man. And that's not and that's me as a Red Sox fan, not a Philly a Phillies fan. This is a guy who has no stake in these sweepstakes at all. So where do you see him going then? Where, where do you do see I him see? landing? I refuse to answer that question. All right. Well, I we see. I fix. still see him landing in Philadelphia. I think they're just trying to gather every piece of penny that they could get on from the ground, and I don't blame. Them. I would do the same exact thing. So I think right now this is the deal. It's going to be 10 years, $400 million, done. To the Phillies? To the Phillies. Interesting. We'll see. I, it's just, that, you know, this situation is just bizarre because, you know, one moment you think the Phillies are the favorite and the next thing you're hearing the Dodgers. And I agree with Drew. I don't think Harper wants to be in Philly. I think he's waiting for a team to wow him that's, I don't want to say better, but a city where he wants to spend 10 years or, or, or you know, have his heart, his yeah. career, start a family. I don't think... You know, I think he's just waiting for something more attractive. I think L.A. is very attractive to him. West Coast guy from Vegas. Bright lights, Hollywood. He deserve, he, 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 he belongs there. You know, just everything about him. He deserves to be in the Hollywood spotlight. Like, like I said, he's been a Divas. Let him go to L.A. and be a Diva there and be an actor or whatever he wants to do with the Dodgers. Well, speaking of a Diva, buy, sell, or hold, Le'Veon Bell. Will he become the highest-paid running back in football? Buy, sell, or hold? I'm, I'm buying this. I think a team like the Jets, like the Eagles, maybe the Colts, they're going to pay a lot of money. Or the Ravens, they're going to give a lot of money to Le'Veon Bell because the same thing with Bryce Harper. He wants the money. Some team is going to give it to him because they want, Bryce, they want Le'Veon Bell that bad. I think that's the thing he's working on. He's going to say, I want to be paid more than Todd Gurley, and I think a team is going to give him what he wants. I am selling on this for a different reason because – on this offseason, Ezekiel Elliott is threatening to possibly hold out this offseason if he does Good, not he get should. a monster extension, something John's been calling for for a while. I think Ezekiel Elliott may become the highest-paid running back okay. in the NFL. Now, so I am selling that Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell, older, diva, and has a little bit less of a homegrown feel. I think that the Cowboys feel very attached to Zeke. He was a fourth pick. It was a little questioned. Is he going to be successful? They panned out well with it. Steven and Jerry Jones are going to want to keep him around for good money. I think he will become the highest paid running. That's a good point. I'm going to sell it because I think teams or owners are going to come together and say, let's not give this guy the money that he's looking for. Because if the NFL, if any team decides to give him the money that he's looking for, then you're going to see a lot more players sit out the year until they're a free agent. Do you think there's going to be collusion here? Do you think the NFL owners are like the Justice League and they all like assemble? Yeah, because like, he talks I'm about this all the time. He's always like, I'm not I kidding. Think the owners are all going to get together, owners, yeah. assemble. And they just Dude, it's a business. Base. They care more about the shield than anything else. Do they have a group me too? You think listen, we have a group why do you, why do you listen? Why do you think Kaepernick not never went to a team? I hate to talk about Kaepernick because I hate that whole stupid political crap, but. There is collusion in the NFL. There is, but it's, I don't think it's as much. Like, when yeah. you say the owners are going to get together, I imagine all 30 owners, like, I'm, shielding up and hitting, like, their watches and, like, going down in, like, the tunnel basement yeah. and the bat caves there. And oh. just... That's how I Le'Veon Bell will not be the highest paid running back in the league. Right. I agree. It's going to be Ezekiel. All right. Okay. So let's 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 keep on this Le'Veon Bell topic. By Sarah Hole, Le'Veon Bell was signed with the Philadelphia Eagles this offseason. John, we'll Ooh. start with you. I'm going to hold on this, man, because mm-hmm. as much as I don't want him, because of his high price, I think the Eagles are going to do something 
that they're not really used to doing, and that's invest in a high draft pick or invest money at the running back position. Mm, I think that's coming up this year. Okay. This, this is the offseason where they're going to grab somebody or they're going to make a big investment at the running back position. I'm not sure if it's Le'Veon or Josh Jacobs in the mm. NFL draft, but I know it's one of those two. I am selling this all purely off of emotions because over the weekend I saw the 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 hmm tweet. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell might want to and come And let here. me tell you this right now. I watch a lot of Eagles games, and I know damn well if the Philadelphia Eagles get Le'Veon Bell, that will free up Carson Wentz to be the best quarterback he can be, and that Eagles team will be a Super Bowl contender again, and that is the last thing I want to see as a Dallas Cowboys fan. I know how they are when they get a good running back, and despite you thinking the Jay Ajayi was not a part of that Super Bowl run, big time. When they got that running back, they went with it, and Foles went with it, and I think Wentz will become a better quarterback for it, so I'm selling purely just out of the fan hope that the Cowboys don't have to deal with that in the division twice. You're such a punk. <laughs> John, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to hold this because of this thing. I think there's two favorites for Le'Veon Bell, and it's my favorite team in green, the New York Jets, and your favorite team in green, the Philadelphia Eagles. He always don't, the don't, Jets are in yeah, it, don't, don't, No, the Jets are in it. Don't sleep on the Colts, though. No, don't sleep on the Colts, but I think right now with, with cap space and the need for a running back because the Colts, I feel like they don't have to go out there and spend the money the Jets and, and this, the Eagles can because they have Marlon Mack. I think he did enough this season to be a starting running back. Maybe you can get a guy that can compliment him, but I don't think they were going to spend the amount of money even though they have it, I don't think they want to spend the money on Le'Veon Bell when they already have a running back they can work with. But the Jets and the Eagles, I think these are two guys, two teams, who want an explosive running back to help their young quarterbacks grow and develop. And I think I'm going to hold this. Because I think it's either going to be the Jets, the Eagles, the Colts, or the Ravens. Those are the four teams that are going to be edging out for Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. The Milwaukee Bucks are the second-best team in the NBA. Buy, sell, or hold. As for me, I'm selling this big time. Big time. I don't think they're the second best team in the NBA. I think they're probably the third or fourth best team, but not not the second. Mm-hmm. I would say the second best team in the NBA is probably the Thunder. I really like what they're doing right now, especially no, Paul George. Oh, yeah, PG-13. Mm-hmm. PG-13. I think the MVP that he deserves to be is going to just show up big time when it comes to the playoffs. And I'm putting the Thunder as the second-best team in the NBA. Thunder, my preseason pick, is the biggest challengers to the Warriors. I'm selling this. But if you pay attention to the analytics, you would say the Bucks are better than the Warriors. They're in overall net ratings, and all the analytics point to the Bucks being a better team than the Warriors right now. Obviously, analytics aren't everything. I'm selling this because I still think the Boston Celtics are the second-best team in the NBA, and that just shows how little the regular season matters because they're in the fifth seed in the East right now. And it really doesn't come down to it. It comes down to when you shrink that rotation and when you have those second and third best players and when those second and third best players are like Eric Bledsoe who shrinks and diminishes in the biggest moments you're not gonna be able to pull it out even with a freakish athlete like the Greek freak guys I'm gonna agree with you I'm selling this I think the Raptors are better than them I think the Thunder are better than them I think the Celtics are better than them I think the Sixers are better than the Bucks I think I don't know about the Sixers I think I think if they had a playoff series between the Bucks and the Sixers I think the Sixers would win that that's not bad it's not bad but I don't know about better right now no I'm just saying but you're as from a full as far as potential, I get it. Record-wise, they're the best team in the East right now. But I think potential-wise, talent-wise, and what they will be at the end of the season, I think Thunder will be better than them, obviously. Warriors, and I'm taking the Raptors. So right. I, don't, I know I don't think they are the best team, second Fair best enough. team. Fair enough. All righty, guys, that is all the time we have here for Philly versus the World for Chris, Drew, and John. We thank you. Have a great day. And we have Bryce Hall. Come on.